we're going to uh, continue on, as Pastor Sean said, with uh, Battlefield today. Before we, before we do that, let me just kind of bring you up to speed on something here real quick. Um, we're in April, right? Yep. April, and I guess it's tax week this week or whatever, you know. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, sorry to bring that up. Uh, go fishing today. God will give you in the fish. No, that, no, that's another story. That's another story. Uh, but we got April and then May. I'm looking forward to May because then my, my grandbaby, my granddaughter is coming in May. So I'm looking, looking forward to her. She cannot wait to see her peepaw. It's, it's just going to be awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. And then June, and then after June is, is July. How many of you kind of know the order of this, how, the, how this works? And my point is this. We're at a place right now where we're headed toward summer. And come summertime, people are out of school, uh, start to go on vacations and things like that. And so I want to go ahead and remind you of something that we do around here. It's part of the culture of, of Meadowbrook, and it's called summer jump. Everybody say summer jump. We don't do summer slump. Okay, some churches and ministries, well, we're gearing up for summer slump. And so they're planning on nothing happening. They go into reruns, you know, everything else. And, and we just don't believe that. I believe that you need God in the summer. Amen. I believe that we all do. And, I, and I, we're not going to hold back. We're going to go full speed. I'll, I'll have a vacation at some point. I hope you get a vacation at some point. But my point is this. If you're in town, make sure that you get here. Okay. If, if you're off on vacation, have a blast. But I want you to, you need church all year round. We don't forsake the assembling of ourselves because it's summer, you know. And so let's get that in our thinking. We need God. People need God. We need the light of his word year round. And we're going to have just a strong, wonderful summer all the way through. We've got wonderful things planned. So just want to go ahead and get that in your thinking. Amen? All right. Well, we're in this series called Battlefield. And... Let me just go ahead and tell you, in case you did not know, we're, we're in a battle. When you were born into the, the human family, you entered battle, okay? And part of that battle comes because there's one who is the enemy of your soul that recognizes, can smell, can see that you're made in the likeness and the image of God. And he's against you from the very beginning, so when you're born into the human family, you enter into battle. And then when you're born again, if you, when you become a Christian, you actually are born into a victorious army, the army of God. And you need to know that it is a victorious army. But the thing is, while we're here on earth, you're going to have battle. You're going to have struggle. You'll, ha- you'll have those things. But the wonderful thing is, is that we are, able to, we are able to win. We're able to overcome. And that's what we're talking about. We've got to identify some things so that we understand what's going on. You know, on occasion, I'll sit down to play a video game with, with, my, with my son, and I can't tell which guy I am. I don't know which button to push, so I just start pushing all kinds of things. He goes, Dad, why are you doing that? I don't know, no, 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 you know. Uh, and I don't want to live life that way, and I don't want to fight the battles that we fight, not knowing what to do. And what are you doing? I'm just pushing a button. I'm just, I, don't, I don't even know which guy is me, you know. So we need, we need to know some things, and that's what, what we're doing with this. Now, you're either coming out of a battle, you're either in a battle, or you're going to face one soon. We do have little seasons where, hey, everything's good, and as I always tell you, take a picture of that, okay? Because just the nature of being on this planet, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be things like that. But don't be be disheartened, don't be fearful of that, because if you know how to handle that, and you know how good and and strong God is, you're, you're going to be okay with that. 
Now, a couple of little tips I'm going to give you, and then we're going to dive into the meat of, of the word today. First of all, when in battle, okay, when in battle, uh, do not add drama to it. Did y'all hear me? When in battle, don't add drama to it. Sometimes people are in battle and they, they go into this, add everything to it, got to let everybody know, you know, what's, what's going on. And when you do that, I think you complicate and, and, and prolong your battle. You know, uh, I think the enemy has such fun with that, you know. So number one, don't add drama. Second thing, don't surrender. Don't surrender. Go ahead and say it. I won't surrender. Because there are times where you get to play, I'm just going to give up. And I'm going to tell you the only one that would tell you to give up is the enemy of your soul. And I really have found, and I'm not making this up, I really found a lot of times people gave up and they were right there. They were just right there. Why did, why did you quit there? And so don't quit. Don't quit and you'll win. Um, let's go ahead and read here in Ephesians chapter 6. Mike, I feel like I'm ringing just a little bit. I don't know if I'm in the monitor or what, if you can help me. Matthew, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Paul says, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that... You, there you are. Say, that's me. So that you, watch this, that you will what? Well, you you will be able. Go ahead and say, I'm able. That you will be able to stand firm, watch this, against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, because of all of that, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. Put on every piece of God's armor. So, or literally, so that, there you are again, you, you, say there's me. So that you will what? Will be able. This seems to be a theme. That you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you, there you are again, third time. You're in the Bible today, folks. That you will still be standing firm. Sounds like we can win. It, it's available, but it's not automatic. So we have to pay attention to a few things and make sure on this. Now, first of all, let's identify a couple of things. There will be battle. We are in battle. And our enemy is the devil. Okay? And he does not like you. And you cannot strike a deal with him. Okay? And you can't strike a deal with him and then you'll be the best rock and roll player in the history of the world. You, 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 can't, you can't do any of those things. So he's a liar. He's our enemy. He has his cohorts, his cronies. And he uses schemes and he uses strategies. And one of the Bible words is wiles. And he's, he's deceitful. He's very deceitful in all of this. The main battlefield, and, and let me remind you of something we talked about last week, the, the chief conflict that Jesus endured and won was on a hill outside of Jerusalem called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And that to me is significant because I believe that our main battlefield is the place of the skull. I think it is the battlefield of the mind in, in here, between your ears. Are y'all with me? And if we can get something to happen right inside here, it's going to be amazing what will happen in the, in the other areas of your life. Well, what the enemy does in here is he works in and traffics in darkness, darkness. Everybody say darkness. And, the, and not just the literal darkness, but the figurative darkness and not just of evil, but it's of this, the darkness 
and, th- and this is kind of a universal um, symbolism here that light has to do with knowledge and dark has to do with lack of knowledge. And that's what I'm talking about, that there is a lack of knowledge. That's what he deals in. He deals in a lack of knowledge, or let me use this word and not offend you, uh, ignorance. Ignorance. Remember, stupid means you don't have capacity. Ignorant means I don't have the knowledge. Okay? And so it's, it's not an insult that if I refer to us as being ignorant of something today. If I call you stupid, then, then, you, you know, then it's on. Okay? But, uh, but it's, there's some things that we don't know. And see, when we don't understand some things, when we don't know some things, then it's easy to deceive us. It's easy to deceive us. Uh, this is our third, morning, uh, third service this morning. First service, my sister was here. My sister also is uh, uh, one of our teachers, has been for a long time at our academy. I'm honored that my sister will go to the church I pastor. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. She has forgiven much. But um, uh, when she was little, when we were both little, and, and I guess my brother had done it to me and then I did, uh, I did it to her. I thought, that's a pretty good one. Um, I would take like pennies and I would, I would say, Cindy, I'll give you two pennies for that dime. Look, they're bigger. And because she's little and she didn't know better, sometimes she'd go, make it three. <laughs> okay. And I would deceive my sister. So you know what I did first service? I brought a Ziploc, a Ziploc baggie full of change. And I made the first payment first <laughs> to, to pay her back. But here's the deal. And she's brilliant. She's, she's in a master's program right now. But when she's little, there are things she did not know. And when you don't know something, when you don't understand something, someone can take advantage of you. Someone can deceive you. And that's what darkness is. And that's what the devil does. Now, listen, I, I've got several very strong statements I'm going to make this morning. But we have to hear these so that it will nudge us on over where we need to be. I said this last week, virtually any problem area that you have, any area where you're struggling, where there's no peace, where you're bound, where you're losing, where you're defeated, where you're stuck, where you're addicted, where you're frustrated, any area like that, and the list goes on, any area like that, think of your life, think of your life, there's darkness there. There's darkness there. That's why that's going on. You wouldn't vote for that. You wouldn't choose to be bound. You wouldn't choose to be addicted. You wouldn't choose to be frustrated or peaceless or joyless or, or, or stuck or frustrated, struggling. You wouldn't, you wouldn't choose that. If you knew what to do, you'd do it. But there's something missing. There's something that you don't know. There's something that you don't understand. And so we have darkness in those areas of our life. There's something that we wrongly assume. There's something that we do not remember, cannot remember, something that we do not recognize, cannot recognize. Ultimately, it comes down to this. There's something we can't see. There's something that we can't see. And that also, that speaks to the fact that you understand something. In elementary school especially, I had two subjects that I was really challenged in. First one was what? Math. Math. The second one was conduct. Uh, That was my second issue. Uh, But I remember countless times either being at the teacher's desk or the teacher leaning over my desk. You know, and showing me things and they would say, and this is what that they would say, can, can you see that? Or after a while, can't you see that? 
And, and, and they just couldn't put it together. And then, let's try it this way. And they go about it another way. Maybe draw a little diagram or something, you know. And, and then finally, it's like, follow me, it's like a light came on. And now I go, oh, now I, now I see it. Now I see it. So what is our answer? Light. Light. And the major thing that the enemy traffics in is darkness. The major thing. And so if we can get light into this, we're going to win. I said we're going to win. Proverbs 4.19 says this. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know. What is that? Ignorance. They're ignorant of something. They do not know what makes them stumble. Here's another strong statement. When When you're in darkness, when you have darkness, you're going to mishandle something. When you're in darkness, you're going to mishandle something. When you're in darkness, you're going to misbehave. When you have darkness, you don't understand. Yeah, I can't say. Your, your, your behavior is going to be off. How you handle things is going to be off. You're going to make wrong decisions. You're going to turn in wrong directions. You know, it's, it, and I tell you all the time, if you go in the wrong direction, make wrong decisions, you're going to incur damage. The devil loves it that way. So he wants to keep you in darkness. But, but here's the thing. When, when you don't have enough light, when you're in darkness, you're going to mishandle something. That's why when you get your hair done or you get a haircut or whatever, you know, you like for them to have some light. Ladies, when you do your makeup, it helps if you have some light. Am I right? Okay, y'all are slow this morning. If you're having surgery, you'd like for them to light up this room. Right? I want them to see what they need to see. And in our life, especially the areas that we're having problems, here's your answer. You need light. You need light. We need to be able to see what's going on here so that we can handle this. You know, even in even a movie theater or, or whatever, they, they light the steps. They light the steps. Even when it's dark for the movie or what, the steps are lit because you've got to be able to see. Otherwise, they'd have people falling down all over the place. They still do, but anyway. All right, now here we go. And here's where I wanted to land this morning. If the enemy can keep you in darkness, you'll destroy yourself. If he can just keep you in, dark, in, in darkness, you do all his work for him. He comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. And if he can just keep you in darkness that you don't know what you're doing, you can't see some things, it doesn't make sense to you, You'll mishandle things, you'll misbehave things, you'll go in the wrong direction, you'll make bad decisions, you'll destroy yourself. Or you'll destroy your relationship if there's darkness. If you let darkness stay, it'll destroy. Your finances, your health, uh, whatever the situation would be, if the enemy can just keep you, uh, I hope you're hearing this, if he can just keep you in darkness, you do his work for him. You know, he doesn't go around with a pitchfork and... You know, he's, he stole a lightsaber. You know, he, didn't, he didn't go around in those ways. What he does is he works. He disguises himself as an angel of light to give you false light, false information. And to keep you in darkness, because as long as he can keep you in darkness, you're not going to know, you're not going to see, you're not, you're not going to be able to understand what to do. Are you following me on this? I want to. I want to kind of illustrate this. Anthony, will you, will you help me this morning? Would you will you come up and help me? This is Anthony Galarza. Will you welcome Anthony this morning? I, 
I didn't, I didn't warn him. He's bigger than me, but we'll work it out. But, but he's on staff, so I pay him. So, you know, I said, it didn't work, work out. There's his lovely bride right there, and he's got a little baby boy. And so I, I want you to help me just a little bit, and we're going we're gonna to do some drawing here. But I'm going to give you a blindfold. Okay. Now, don't put it on yet, but there you go. And you can keep it when we're done, you know, whatever. Uh, what is the blindfold going to do? It's going to block his vision. It's going to block out the light so that he will not be able to what? To see. Okay. So what we're going to do, Anthony, is I'm going to have you do some artwork for us this morning. And, and listen now, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. That's what happens in life. We're told you do this and everything work out like that. So, um, and I'm going to, so go ahead and blindfold if you would, and don't cheat. All right. Can you see? Nope. Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. All right, Anthony, what I'd like for you to do is, is come over here and get the black marker if you would. It's back here, bud. All right, get the black marker. Okay, now come over here to the board. And I want you to kind of draw, and there it is. I want you to draw, you can't see, can you? Okay, I want you to draw like an oval, like, like a, a face, you know, kind of oblong, whatever, whatever kind of face you see with your black marker. Go ahead and, and do that. Okay, good deal. You can put the cap back on that. And uh, then if you come over here and if you'll, uh, there you go. Whoa, whoa. Okay, good deal. All right. Now, if you'll take the red marker and if you'll put some lips on this face. Good, good. Okay. Good deal. All right. Now, if you'll get a blue marker. Well, there is some luck. Uh, and draw some eyes. Very good. Okay. And uh, let's, uh, let's put a green hat on this guy. That is awesome. All right. Now, stay blindfolded here just for a minute. Stand back by your work here just for a moment. Now, he's getting instruction on how to get his life going, what life's supposed to happen. And I'm telling him, I told him everything to do, didn't I? Didn't I tell him? Blue eyes, red lips, all, all, that, all that stuff. But you've got an enemy at work who just likes to keep you in darkness, who steals pens from you, who slides the board from you, and then this dialogue goes on. I'm sorry, bro. And then the dialogue from the enemy is either going to be this. It's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be, oh, that is just fine. That's fine. Everybody's drawn like this these days. Or the enemy's going to say, that is pathetic. And you're pathetic. I don't even know why you try. That's what the enemy would say. Or religion, the soft side of religion would say this. Oh, it'd be okay. <laughs> or the hard end of religion would say this. You've got to do better. You've got to try harder. 
And we look at people's lives and they're making a, <laughs> sorry, but a mess. <laughs> and religion goes, you got to try harder. You got to try. Well, he can try harder, but I'm going to tell you something. He can't do better. And I'll tell you why he can't do better. Because there's no light. He can't see. So this is Anthony before Jesus. And Jesus is the light of the world. And Jesus comes into Anthony's world. And now Anthony can see again. And he sees, oh, no, my life. <laughs> but you know what? We got a fresh new start. So let's try to get Anthony born again. Brand new, fresh start. Get the black marker. And draw the outline of, of your face there. Let's get some blue eyes on this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get some red lips. Those are some lips, bro. And and a green hat. Way better. He put NBC on up there, uh, up there too. All right. Now listen, it ain't great, but he's a work in progress. And look what he did. Look at the difference that now he can see now that light came into his life. And, and this is the difference that Jesus makes in our life. Amen. Hey buddy, that's yours. That's yours. And I had some cards for the, uh, cafe. I'll get this to you later. I promise I will. Okay. Give Anthony a good God bless this morning. Hey, it, it was not for trying. It, it was not for not trying. It couldn't see even getting the right instructions. Do this, you know, use red, use blue. What? And, and all of that going on. If you can't see, you can't do it. And so guess what? If you could only see, if you could only see, if you could only if you only knew, and I'm going to tell you something, it won't get better. It, your situation will not get better unless you get light in there. And then once you get light in there, it is a night and day difference. Where do we get light? We get light from God's presence, from God's word, and God's people. We'll expand on that later in the series. But we get light from God's presence. Say it. God's presence, God's word, and God's people. One more time because I want you to get it. God's presence, God's word. And God's people. Now, in Ephesians chapter 1, I'm going to read, this is one of the, uh, referred to as the Pauline prayers. It's the Apostle Paul. He's praying a prayer for believers, for us. And he says, I pray, this is in Ephesians 1, 18 through verse 23. I'm reading in the New International Version. He says, I pray, watch carefully with me. I pray that the eyes, what do you do with your eyes? You see, the eyes, watch this, the eyes of your heart. The eyes of your heart, so you can see on the inside, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. What, what would the root word be of enlightened? Light, light may be enlightened in order that you may know, that you would know. That word in the Greek means to understand, to see. In the Amplified Bible, back for enlightened, it says that your heart may be flooded with light. How many of you know it would be a whole different story in your situation if you, if you just had the light, not just a little light, but flooded with light? That surgery is going to be a success. He says that you may know so that you could see this, the hope to which he has called you, 
the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him, watch this, at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above. Everybody say far above. Now let me go ahead and tell you, far above, and now we're going to list the very things that Ephesians 6 says that we're fighting against. He's going to end up far above all rule and authority, power and dominion in every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. Say, that's us. That's us individually. That's us corporately. Head over all things, everything for the church, which is his body. We are his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And what happens now is God, uh, Paul is praying that God would flood your heart, the eyes of your heart, that you would be able to follow this, that you would be able to see on the inside, not just hear something in the service, but I've got it. I've got it. I've got it down here. I've got it down here. It's like sometimes you got a hold of something and you hope you can throw it. And sometimes you got a hold of something, you know, you can throw that thing a hundred yards. And it's like, you've got it on the inside. You know this, you've got a grip on this. You can see in your heart. You can see in your heart. Now, this inward vision, we've got to have that. And Paul prays that we would have it. He prays that we would have light, that we would have spiritual insight, that we have inward vision so that we could see three things that he pulls out. And I'm just going to lay those out for you this morning because this is life-changing. If you can get these three things Paul wants you to see. And we'll just do it this way to help us to remember, okay? Hip. Everybody say hip. It's going to help you, help you remember. And if you, and if you will learn these things, you are, you are hip. All right, good. Paul prays that the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light so that you could know the hope, the hope of your calling, the hope of your calling. Secondly, the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened so that you would know the glorious riches of his inheritance for us. And thirdly, the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light so that you would know the the exceeding greatness or the incomparably great power. So we've got three things we will look at. Everybody say hope, inheritance, and power. Let me go over this real quick. What, What is this hope? This hope is actually your destiny. Your destiny. Your destiny is this. The hope of his calling. Follow me on this. The hope of his calling is God's invitation for you to participate in what he planned for you. God is inviting you to participate in a plan that he has for you. That's called your destiny. And it just boils down into this real quick. Follow me. It's first of all that you have a calling. Everybody say, I'm called. You have a calling. on. There are some people that are wandering around and they... I don't, I don't have any calling. I was leftover flesh. And, you know, I'm an accident. I'm just here. No, look at me. Listen to me. You have a calling. The second thing is there's a plan on your life. There's a plan for your life. Everybody say there's a plan for my life. And the third thing is this. There's purpose for your life. Everybody say I have a purpose. And, and I believe this. And we talk about this in growth track. Everybody is a 10 at something. Everybody's a 10 at something. You have, and and Paul is saying this, if you could just get light on this, the hope of his calling, destiny. Second thing is inheritance. 
And this is your identity. This is who you are. This is who you are. And just real quick, and we'll expand this in the weeks to come. May I introduce you to you in Christ Jesus? Let me tell me a couple things about you. Number one, you're righteous. Everybody say, I'm righteous. Well, some of you are feeling, I ain't righteous. I mean, I know me. Hey, it's not, it's not a, about you and your performance and all those things. Here's what righteous is. When you believe on the Lord Jesus to be the Savior of your life, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, God made him Jesus who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He actually took our sin upon himself, labeled us as righteous, which means this, right with God. And then he took our sin on himself, took care of sin, and then actually came back to us as righteous. And so we are righteous. Listen, because of what Jesus did, you're righteous. Because of what Jesus did, you have right standing with God. Aren't you glad it's not based on your performance? Because if we had to wait for a performance to line up for us to come and talk with God, we're never going to get to talk to him. So you're righteous. Everybody say, I'm righteous. Second thing, you're delivered. Say, I'm delivered. The Bible says that he has delivered you out of the kingdom of darkness and transferred you into the kingdom of the son of his love. And then this is what you've got to get light on. The devil does not have dominion over you. You're not his slave. He doesn't have power over you. He likes to keep telling you that he does. He likes to hold you bound to these things, that you're under his dominion. You are not. In Christ Jesus, you've been set free. Heavenly SWAT team came in in the middle of the night and extracted you out of there, rescued you out of Colossians 1, 13 and 14. You're free. But if you don't have light on that, you're going to keep paying that dumb bill to the devil. He's going to send you a bill every, every month, every week. He's going, to, he's going to raise your rates and you don't owe him nothing. So you're righteous, you're delivered. Guess what else you are? You're blessed. Well, I'm not right now because you are blessed. The Bible says, happy or blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. If for no other reason, I belong to him, he belongs to me. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. And you got to get light in your life and stop being a complainer and stop being a whiner about things and realize I am blessed. I'm righteous, I'm delivered, I'm blessed. You know what else you are? You're wise. Everybody say, I'm wise. Well, I'm not, I'm, I did okay, but I, no, no, it's not about school or anything. It's wisdom that comes from God. And it comes from above. And Jesus has made known unto us wisdom. We get wisdom from his word, wisdom from his spirit. You walk with wise people, you'll become wise. There's wisdom available for us so that we can walk on a higher tier in life. Amen. Amen. So you're righteous, you're delivered, you're blessed, you're wise. And you know what else you are? You're a winner. Everybody say, I'm a winner. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. The victory comes to us in him. If you stick with him, listen, you stick with him, he never loses. Trade me to his team. I want to be on his team because then I'll be a winner. Thank you, Jeremy. Sorry about that. I shouldn't be throwing stuff. Actually, it's a, a bad cat. So that's your, that's your inheritance. That's your identification, your identity. And then thirdly is power, and that's ability. Everybody say Ability. And it's not your ability, it's his ability. It says, it's the, Paul said, I want you to know this. You've got to know this, your hope, your inheritance, and your power. You've got to know your destiny. 
You've got to know your identity. You've got to know the ability that's available to you. And he says the ability is this. It's the exceeding greatness of his power. It's this incredible power. It's incomparable. It cannot be compared to anything. It's the power, the same power, Paul said, is the same power that was used to raise Jesus from the dead. And Philippians 3.10 says this. And that power that was used to raise Jesus from the dead, to conquer death, hell, and the grave, that power was released and it still exerts itself over believers. There's still power for you. Listen, there's still power for you to endure. There's still power for you to overcome things. You can overcome temptation. You can overcome sin. You can overcome depression. You can handle it. You will make it through. I mean, there is power. It's his power. And Paul said, you've got to get light on these things. And if you get light on these things, then you're going to be positioned above these things that are trying to attack you. Now, let me just kind of finish with this. The devil, he doesn't mind church and religion and stuff. He doesn't doesn't mind that. And he's not worried about you at all. If he can just keep you busy and scattered and sign our kids up for three more things after school. And I got four shows I got to watch. Got to see my shows. Got to see my story. Got to see this. And we get all scattered. And then we have just a minimal amount of religion that soothes us just a little bit. He's not worried about that either. But listen to me. He is terrified of a church and of a people who will get some light that know their destiny, that know who they are. They know their identity. They know the ability. They know that what they can do through, through Christ. He's terrified of a people like that. He's terrified of a people that he goes to trip them up and because they have light, they go, he ain't falling for that and hop around. He's terrified of that. And listen... Because we are human, sometimes he trips us up and we fall. But you know what? Nothing frustrates him more than people that he causes to fall. And they keep getting back up. They keep getting back up. And he'll, he'll be over you saying, ah, you're done now. You can't get up anymore. You know, and it's like a scary movie to scare, to scare the devil. You've seen the scary movies and the bad guy is finally dead. Somebody dropped a piano on him. He's got an axe buried in his head. You ran over him with a big truck. And all of a sudden, his eyes pop open. Gets up, pulls the axe out. Starts. Well, guess what? That's us. That's us to the devil. If you get light in your life, you will be that overcomer, overcomer. And that's why we say around here, I'm either up or I'm, uh, I'm getting up. Micah 7, 8 says, do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And you've got to have that light in you. And and, and my hope, my prayer for you is this. If you just knew, if you only knew, let me go back to what I said earlier. Wherever there's a problem area, you're struggling, you're stuck, you're hurting. It's because you need light. And if you could only see. If you, if you could only see, it's like we're trying to, trying to direct you over here just a little bit, just a little bit more. I, I could have directed Anthony a little bit better. I said, come, come down just a few inches. Come over just a little bit. Let me, let me guide your hand. Could, could have helped you just a little bit more there. But here's the thing. You've got to know where light is. And light comes from God's presence and from God's word and from being with God's people. 
And when you get that light, you're going to be able to see. He is terrified of a people who have light in their life. Because you know what? Then he can't pull his tricks on you anymore. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord.